Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the Posecast with Rabbi Shmuel Posner and myself, Seth Hellman. Rabbi, how are we doing today? You got a fresh cut going. You look good. You look young. <laughs> younger. Younger. Um, Baruch Hashem, well, you, you, every time you announce a number, it's like, okay, it's a number. When you think about it, it's, it's huge. I never imagined it would come to, to last this long, and um, a lot to your credit. Um, thank you very much. And much to your credit as well. Yeah, well, we're a team here, but so we, you know, we have to keep on giving ourselves the. But you know, now we've come into an, you know this past few weeks, it's like taking it to a whole new level. We had a guest every week because of the situation that's going on at Yisrael, and um, I guess I'll introduce Esther. <laughs> um, so I got this WhatsApp message from Esther Cohn, who's the third face here. Um, a long time. She'll tell you about herself and all that, but just she had a particular request from me, and I said, hey, jump on. I'd love to have you talk to, to our audience. We had, a, we had a Zoom meeting on Sunday night. It was a last-minute type of thing. I decided this inspiration to have this Zoom meeting, and like 15 alumni joined us for an hour on Sunday night. Um, interestingly, the, the demographic was mostly the older people. So we're talking about alumni from probably 20, 25 years ago, pretty much. And, yeah, maybe a few that were, a small percent were from later on. Um, and uh, it was very very powerful, very meaningful. And especially because it was at, we started at 9 o'clock our time, which was like 3 o'clock Israel time. And uh, Gittel Wiener, who's a alumni, was on and, and she spoke to us about her situation. And, and that was very sobering and allowed us to feel along with our brother and sister in Israel. So when Esther asked me to, help her out with what, with what she'll be talking about, I said, hey, jump on on the podcast and um, let's, ha let's have it live. So, Esther, please. Okay, hi, I'm Esther. And um, Rabbi Posner and I have known each other. We go back, oh gosh, what, more than 30 years. And um, he helped me make shuva. I was a repeat recidivist shuva, but he helped me stay with it and my husband, and then we decided after we got married to move to Israel. You actually came and visited me when we lived in Zichon Yaakov. Um, since then, we've moved to a little village called Moshav Aderet. It's a Moshav, um, which isn't a kibbutz, and it's not really, um, not everybody is like communal, it's not communal, just the people who founded it. And um, we are 20, kilometers from Aza, as they call it, the envelope of Aza, and we have been hearing planes and bombs, a few of them landed near our Moshev. It's um, very intense, our house has been shaking and, and lots of uh, stuff going on. We are about 10 minutes from a place called Beit Shemesh, and two minutes in our backyard is a horrible Arab village called Sorif. It is so bad that even in times, uh, not in times of war, they have uh, the army regulating who goes in and out of it. Uh, when we first moved here, we had a lot of problems with these people. I have no idea how to justify what's going on, except thinking the um, government and the connection with what's happening with the government in America and everything were very limited with uh, finances with equipment, 
and we have a fence that separates us from this horrible Arab village. Um, they have gotten in sometimes, but the fence is not fence-worthy. <laughs> it has holes, and it's falling apart. And it was once, I think, an electric fence, but nothing works. And it's easy to get in and out. And uh, it's, a, it's a very big problem. We're, we're very worried now, us, uh, and we live near Gush Etzion. And we also, like I said, 10 minutes from Beit Shemesh. So we're kind of the protectors of Beit Shemesh. If we, God forbid, get infiltrated, they will go through our Moshev, ransack it, and go directly across the street to Beit Shemesh, which, which has, is growing, has tons and tons of people. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Look it up in the map. It's in between Jerusalem and Tel Aviv, such as we are. The people here mostly are volunteers. We have one or two official people who go around that um, surveil the place and try to keep us safe. We don't have enough um, funds to fix the fence, to fix the surveillance, to have enough guns, uh, bulletproof vests. I'm going to send Rabbi Posner the link for the list, which I think is what I gave you anyway. It's included. And we just, we need some help because helping us will, aside from helping Am Yisrael, it'll, it'll help all the neighboring villages and towns because, like I said, we're right where they are. And... Um, We've gotten word that that's what their goal is, that they want to do this. They're just waiting. So we're sitting in Spilkes, and we don't know what's going to happen, and it's scary. We're locked into the Moshev. I mean, we can get in and out, but we can't go into the beautiful forest, which is one of the reasons I moved here. We can only walk around inside, and we have to be careful. And I, we need help. Everybody needs help. We need help. The country needs help. We're all brethren. It, we're the canary in the coal mine. And I know it's uh, been hard. I've been watching the news. I know anti-Semitism is growing in the States, and it's very scary. And uh, we need to hold strong. Merz Hashem will win here, there, everywhere. But we have to win here first. And we're desperate. And I'm going, uh, coming on here to represent the community in which I live, they sent out a mailing, whoever can help. And I've already done one thing, I used my art to raise some money for orphan, orphans and widows, and now I'm, I'm trying to raise actual money to buy the equipment. Do you have any questions? I'm You're really an artist. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to ask me? I said, you're an artist? You didn't yes, you didn't... I'm an artist. Yes, yes, I'm an artist. You know that. Uh, you let me do my art in Chabad House. Remember <laughs> the studio in the living room? Yeah, I know. Well, you're talking to a large audience. I'm trying to, you yes. know, prompt I'm you. an artist. Where did you study? I studied at uh, Mass College of Art and Tyler School of Art in Pennsylvania. I got my master's. And you moved to Israel and you are still doing creating art? Yes, it's addictive. <laughs> it's instead of stronger stuff. So, what aside from being worried about being attacked and all that, what's the mood in the Moshav in general? Like, is there um, the mood is uh, concern, uh, anxiety. We have lots of little children here, and elderly as well, um, and you know all what's in between. 
and everybody is concerned because we know they put out this this uh, request because we know that they've been talking about it you know via our um, beautiful Jewish souls that are running the country who gather information as you see how successful they are have told us that this is what they're it's it's a hotbed right now they're they're thinking of striking we just don't know when where and how one second what what give me the geography where exactly are you so between Tel Aviv and Yushalayim so that's on that's like near the in the West Bank no we're where? 20, 20 kilometers from Aza we are uh, 15 minutes from Beit Shemesh, we're half an hour from Yerushalayim, and about 45-50 minutes from Tel Aviv. We're in a place called Adulam, it's um, Ha'ela, the valley of Ha'ela, where David hung out and hid, and uh, Goliath, he fought Goliath, it has a lot of... Uh, it's very important. Sorry. Important that you grew up in the midst so unprofessional, Rabbi. You've got your I know, I, volume no, I'm, on. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's not a professional. Thing. Yeah, I, I broke. I broke everybody's. everybody's um, you know, you idea that we're. Concentration. No, but I'm trying to find out where this Adaret place is. Where exactly is this? Are you, are you west of Beit Shemesh? It's what? Are you west of Beit Shemesh? I think so. Behind us is like going towards uh, Kiryat Gat. And in front of us is, uh, like if I go out in my Moshav and cross the street, I get to Beit Shemesh. Oh, the Valley of Ela is beautiful. Well, if you would come here, you could see it uh, with your own eyes. Okay, here I see And And who's in a, who's in Hak Seth's China because I'm not here? What? Nothing. Okay, here we go. Okay. Adaret. Okay, so it's south of Yerushalayim. Okay. Oh, and oh, wow. Gaza's right there. Holy moly. I, I said that. It's a small <laughs> country. <laughs> yeah, you think? I'm telling uh, you, our house was vibrating when we, we woke up on the 7th. We woke up, and I ran to my husband, and I said, what, what is this? Are they bombing us? Our house was shaking, we heard boom, 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 and of course it was Shabbos, so we don't have anything on. And um, my husband went outside and they said, you have to turn the radio, you have to turn the thing, you have to know we're being attacked, we're being bombarded. This is the first time, I have to tell you, be proud of me, Rabbi Posner, this is the first time, with trepidation, I turned on a device on Shabbos. Okay, and it was very, very strange. And um, they were attacking us, like nonstop, all over. And a few of the bombs landed in fields near my Moshev. And we hear frequently the um, jets, our fighter jets, going over the, the bombs they land and then the bombs that they try to land and all types of things. Very, very scary. So this Arab village is like, is near, is like where is it, like west of you? It's right behind my house. Uh, it's like oh my it, golly. it's like I can see it from my backyard. Yeah. Wow. And the the Israeli police are very scared of these people. And when they used to come in and steal our cars, our car was stolen um, twice, and they wouldn't um, bring they wouldn't go in there past a certain point. 
to get it. They just said, tell the insurance it's been destroyed. Okay, so tell us something happy and exciting. It's something uplifting, lifting, uplifting and, and positive. Um, we're going to be victorious. The Jewish people rock. Uh, we're rock solid. And if we just get a few more Shmagegis in the government who believe in Torah, we'll be doing even better. But we have a few really, really hardcore Torah believers there, and they're holding strong, thank God. Um, and this is uh, the base of the Jewish people. And it's an exciting place to live. You know, it's a big schot to live here, and I feel very privileged, except now. But I mean, I, I feel like really, <laughs> it's a really wonderful place. I'm really happy I was able to raise my children here in their native uh, Hebrew speakers. And How old are your children? My twin boys uh, just turned 19, and my daughter is 22. Wow, so they're in the army? My daughter's finished, um, and my son, uh, he is in a yeshiva. We just brought him back again today. He's in a Hezder program, so it's a year and a half yeshiva, and then a year and a half in the army, and then another year and a half in the yeshiva, the minimum. And then my other son is in a preparatory, a preparatory uh, school for the Army to get him ready and maybe find a career for him in the Army. Wow. Okay. So, Seth, how do we, how do we share this, this link? So, I will put it in the description on the YouTube. I'll also put it in the description on the Spotify. I don't know if people are going to be able to click on it necessarily if it's in the description on the Spotify, but I'll put it there anyway. Um, and then I'm sure Robert Posner will put it out on his Instagram, like the Chabad Instagram, and uh, it'll be in the weekly email, which I'm sure a lot of the people that are on this are listening to or are on otherwise you can email rabbi posner and i'm sure he will be more than willing to send you the link excellent that's what we'll do right you'll put it on facebook yeah every wherever all my all my stuff okay thank you very much esther thank you you're welcome to visit both of you we have planned to come permanently with mashiach now mamish today we need mashiach right mashiach now amen absolutely Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Bye, guys. Thank you for Be coming. safe there also. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Oh, and much? come to your family. Tell Hani I said hello. You just did. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. I don't know where she is, but I send my love. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye. I'm going. Bye. Take care. The okay, whole Mashiach Now go. thing is always so funny to me because it makes us sound so impatient. What? Like, as a people, Mashiach Now, you know? Right, yeah, we are impatient. Like, we have the whole song, we want Mashiach Now, we don't want to wait. No, 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 that's too much. we got to get to the point. Okay, <laughs> so there we hear from Esther Cohn. Amazing. She actually lived in the Chabad house, she lived on the sixth floor. Wow. And, and she's, I didn't want to get too much into her, what, what, what. She's actually a, a, a sculpt. I used to. She's a sculptor. I used to call her a sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> but incredibly, you know, she actually grew up in Massachusetts. I think in the Sharon area, and made Aliyah. And that's uh, it's pretty incredible to see. What, you know, you, you move there thinking you'll be in Eretz Yisrael, things will be fine. All of a sudden, now you have to deal with this this horrible tra tragedy, that this ongoing tragedy. Um, so yeah, anybody that can help her. Any, I, I, 
what I hear is like a, a specific person, a specific community. You're not giving to some fund, and like you don't know where it's going. So anybody, if if like a bunch of people would would, would throw in some money, I don't you know the amount is up to you. I'm not going to dictate the amount, obviously. I think it'd be really nice. I think it, I think what we can do to help them, that community, that specific community, is like if a hundred people will send something in based on our conversation, that would be like the Jews actually care. You know, there are those that pick up and go to Eretz and you know, they go on a mission for three or four days or something like that, and, you know, and all oh, the Israelis are happy that the Jews came over, but everybody can't just run over there. And when you're giving money to a fund, the people who on the other end don't know who you are. They don't, you know, they're getting the money, obviously, but they're not getting a connection to the people. Here, I think we can make a direct connection to these people, you know, with a message of encouragement, because... You know, as much as we try to be upbeat, it's almost easier for us to be upbeat here, which we have to be, than it is over there when you're, like she's saying, she's like her life has changed. She feels threatened by her neighbors and, and it, it limits wish. And if you Google the place, you look, it actually looks like a very nice place, you know, and it's, it, and it's changing her lifestyle and affecting her. So it's, it's very hard to be, you know, and the, the, um, the alumni that we had on Sunday night, I said, I said, it's, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. And she said, like, we don't sleep anymore. You know, it's constantly on edge. There's sirens going on. There's concern. Everybody knows somebody's in the army. Sadly, everybody knows somebody who lost their life, whether it was on October 7th or was in the ensuing war that's going on now. So it's, it's, um, it's tough. And if we can do something just to lift them up a little bit, that would be fantastic. So... Moving on with on this subject, we have a Peter Klein update. I think it's gonna be like a weekly, a, a weekly, <laughs> a weekly thing. What is Peter Klein up to lately? <laughs> so he was on he was on the Zoom on Sunday night and spoke. And so he spoke about what he had done since he, we had him as our guest. Um, his wife said, "Hey, I want to get into this." So they set up a table outside some shopping center or something, where they and where she was selling like baked goods and collecting money and, and also that went off really well people you know it's, it's where he lives Lakeview he said is a, is a predominantly Jewish area not necessarily very observant but everybody very supportive and you know selling cookies or something for two dollars some guy gave you a hundred dollars and I said wait a second and, oh and he sent me a picture wearing a hat not the same color as yours but in the same wearing it backwards if you're wearing it and, and he's putting on film with this man He's actually wearing shorts. It was, it was Sunday. It was a warm day. He's got shorts and the and the hat on, and and he's <laughs> and he's putting his phone on with this man. I mean, this is incredible. You know, this is. You know, I said. So wait a second. Your wife should be giving out Shabbos candles. Ah. Uh. Ah. So I said, I'll take. I said, where do I get Shabbos? Where do I get them from? He said, it's great. Where do I get them from? So, this is Monday. Monday morning, I made the order. And yesterday he got them, a hundred little kits, two little um, tea lights with matches, a, a nice little box. I have one here. My I have it somewhere. Anyway, a nice little box that he had. The little it's a little thing, and he, he like sent me. He said, "I opened the box. I was laughing out loud. Like what is this? He like, he didn't expect that I actually would send it. So I'm going to ask. Maybe we'll send it. You know whatever. And he got it the next day. And then he said, "My wife is, is she's not ready to be a shliach." So, so this is where it gets a little serious. I did answer him in, in a somewhat of an amusement, but it's serious that, you know, 
Everybody is in, is in this. This is not, you know, from our enemies we get smarter. Who is this war against? You think, oh, it's the Hamas is, is, has an is, issue with Israel. We look around the world, it's not about Israel, it's about Jews. It's like, and it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why, what is wrong with you people? We're all Americans and you're hating the Jews because of what's going on in Israel. Now, maybe we support Israel, but why should you hate me for supporting Israel? It's, it's, it's bizarre. It's, it's really crazy what's going on. And it's almost like this is the, the ignition for anti-Semitism to just explode all over the place. And one, one other guy from California, my friend David Silver, sent me an article where somebody wrote. The title of the article is, Why, why, do they hate the, why, do my, why Does My Generation Hate the Jews? Like, written by a, a, a student in Stanford. Maybe we should get her on. Um, and she goes through this whole thing about you know, the education that they have when they're younger, blah, blah, blah. I don't get into the whole business, but bottom line is, it's anti-Semitism. It's against Judaism itself. And so the question is to every one of us, we're, all of us are under attack. Thank God in America, not actually physically. Well, but, I mean, speaking of California, speaking of California I, uh, a man just died, was just killed yeah, by okay. a... I, I, yeah, there's more details to that than, than meet the eye. It wasn't... And, of course, the media loves it. The media loves it. They love it. Like, oh, finally somebody died. We have a, we have a story. Let's go with it. Da, da, da. And then you wait three days and find out it's not exactly what, pe- what it was meant to be, what it, what it seemed to be in the beginning. It could have been more of an accident. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to talk about it because it's just not, it's not, it wasn't like some, like four guys jumped this guy and beat him silly and got, you know, and, you know, Eight hours later, he wasn't alive anymore. It, it was, it's a little more complicated. I'm not saying, I'm not dismissing it as not being important. Any person loses his life, obviously, but it wasn't this, you know, this vicious attack by somebody. All right, whatever, the details will come out. But the, the, point, the point is that we're under attack. We're under attack as Jews. And you, know, you look on social media, it's insane. And you know, going in the street, and I, and I talked to students at BU, and I was talking to one kid yesterday, having a serious conversation about, with him about wearing a yarmulke. And he's talking about comments that he gets, this and that. And I just want to say that we as Jews have to be more obvious that we're Jewish and attract those comments and engage them. Now, if the person is completely silly and is not going to you know, talk logically, then move on. Don't even waste your time. It's, it's, it, it's, it's really foolish. Because we have to balance it out with the non-Jews who, on campus yesterday. One of the other ministers came over. I'm sorry what happened, da 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 Again, I don't get into long conversations with them. I don't want to talk about it. I just say to them, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And I do appreciate it. When someone who's not Jewish comes over, you know, I didn't ask them to. They come over and they feel they have, they want to say something because they, they feel a wrong was done. They feel, and they realize as well. I'm like, what are you telling me for? I'm not Israeli. What do you ask? What, what, do, you, what do you start with? You know, everybody realizes the Jews are one people all over the world. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. You know, in Paris, they're putting mug and dovets on people's houses. You know, all this kind of stuff. So what's our response? Our response is to embrace that in a positive way. So yeah, guys, put on your tefillin. Do, do, our strength lies in who we are internally, in Torah and mitzvahs. This is why we are still here, and the Roman Empire crumbled, and we went through this, the Greek Empire, everything crumbled, all that's left is us, we're still standing. And for whatever reason, we have to get into this, why there's anti-Semitism, but the way to battle it is to be stronger in who we are. And so, you know, the people, that's what I was trying to get, get out of Esther, to get something, like, uplifting, but she's so, like, 
worried about survival and, and what's going on. But in truth, it's, you know, we're going to be okay. It's going to happen. What we need to do, and that's, and that's getting back to, to, to Peter's wife, we are all in this together. And you have the privilege to be able to be out there and encouraging Jews to do mitzvahs. And in, in essence, the, the value of the mitzvah itself and the recognition of these Jews connecting to who they are as Jews, because that's the most important thing. That is arguing about anti-Semitism, arguing whether how, how bad Hamas is, arguing about Palestine versus Israel, whose land is it. This is all a sideshow. This is not, you know, that's not going to change anything. What, what, what matters most importantly on the battlefield is what Netanyahu is doing. We are not going to stop until we finish the job. That's, you know, and we get back into the Rebbe's, you know. <laughs> I was talking to some, I was talking to these kids, and we, we had a class, half the class, to, to, talking about the postcards, and they look, you know, looking through the description, and everyone has, and of course about the Rebbe, of course. Yeah, about I keep it consistent. <laughs> of course, and I said to him, what, what else did I talk about? Like, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> so, so if you look at the talks of the Rebbe, and, and you know, when I was, I was actually listening to Yossi Jacobson, who gave a talk to the Shluchim, and he said something which clicked in my mind. He said, yeah, exactly. We would sit at Fabrenians in the 70s and the 80s, and the Rebbe would talk about Israel. Whatever, you know, he talked about who was a Jew, the law of return, about conversion, which we call to halacha. He would talk about the situation in Israel, about the military tactics, the, the, the response to the enemies around Israel. And, I, and we would sit there and, like, I didn't really understand what was going on because this is this is the politics of Israel. Like, what, and then my, the bigger question was, what what am I supposed to do about this? You know, and I looked around the room like there's all these chassidim here, and and it, and I came to the conclusion very quickly: the Rebbe is not talking to us; he's talking through us. So, in a sense, this is the Rebbe's platform to tell the world, and obviously he's talking to us as well. And the message is very clear, very very simple. Israel belongs to the Jews because God gave it to the Jews. The strength of the Jews comes from Torah and Mitzvah. Everything else is a sideshow. But where do we get the strength to say to the President of the United States, look, we are not going to stop until we finish the job. This is what we need to do to protect our land, to protect our people. That comes from, from Hashem, from Torah. If you believe that the land of Israel is given to us by Hashem, that means it's ours internally. And... We have the, not the right, but the obligation to protect it and to root out any enemies. And the end of the war is very simple. All that Hamas has to do, return the hostages and lay down their arms. That's very simple. The whole world screaming, ceasefire, ceasefire. We live in a world, you know, in Chassidus called like Amad the a world of falsehood. Like, I, what are you people talking about? What, do you mean, what does ceasefire mean? You, you're holding my son, my daughter, in some basement or some tunnel somewhere. I'm knocking on your door to give me it back. And you say, you know, maybe stop knocking for a while. The noise is disturbing us. Like, what do you mean? Give me my kid back. I'll go home. What, what do you... It, the world is insane. And, and sadly, the indoctrination of the youth, the youth, the, of, of young people, is like, do you guys know what you're saying even? You, you know, from the river to the sea, which river, which sea? What, what are you talking about? You, you, you have no... It's everything's going with the flow, or this thing about tearing down the, the you know the signs that the kidnapped people. It's like laughable because the signs being up are between me and you somewhat meaningless. Taking the signs down is just stupid. It's just like you're being stupid. These are these are old people, young people, middle-aged people who are kidnapped. You know, and I saw something somewhere. It's like we've come to the point 
that it's okay to tear down a sign about a kidnapped Jew, God forbid, than to tear, but not to tear down when somebody's dog is lost. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so if you tear that, well, you're such a cruel, what are you, you don't care? You're not caring? And that, that, that I think is emblematic of society. The lost dog, you got to keep that up because Nebuch, you know, the family is hurting, the dog is hurting. Lahavdu, we have a, a, a Jewish man, woman, boy, girl, child, adult, that's kidnapped, tear that down. What is the meaning of tearing it down? What are you affecting? Now, let's see. Putting up the sign does what? It reminds people, okay, what exactly is going to do? Who knows? Not, not too much. Taking it down, what does it do? What does it do? It doesn't do anything. It, it just, it's just an act. That, it's an evil act. We want to get at the Jews. So we're, we're something that can do that isn't, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody. I don't get arrested. Oh, tear down the sign that they put up. You could put up a sign, like, you could put a sign with, 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 a, with my picture, and he's a Jew. They'll rip it down also, because they're just looking to express their hate somewhere. We, what we have to do is, we have to fight that with light. And that's the internal self of who we are as Jewish people, and people that we know. And that's, and that's the message, and that's constant. And so, to the Peter Kleins of the world, and he's not the only one, Baruch Hashem, we need more like that, who are just on their own initiative, they're not part of an organization. Actually, when I sent him the package, I wrote his name and his wife's name, and, and then under it, Chabad of Plainview. <laughs> so he was confused. Did this come from Chabad of Plainview? I said, no, you are Chabad of Plainview. Now, I don't want to get in trouble with, if, probably, if there's a shliach there, he's not going to call me up and say, what are you doing? But I said to him, no. Every single person... Rabbi, of course there's a shliach there, and you probably know him. He's probably your cousin. <laughs> oh, my phone's ringing now. So, <laughs> so I said to him, any, any, any Jew who follows the Rebbe's directives about reaching out to other Jews with love, and, you know, the famous, famous, if you know Aleph, if you know Aleph Bey, teach someone the Bey's who doesn't know Aleph. You know only Aleph, find someone who doesn't know the Aleph, teach him the Aleph. If you're doing that, you're a Chabad, you're a Lubavitch, you're a Chassid of the Rebbe, you are being influenced by the Rebbe's teachings. This, it never was in history like this. You have some yobo with his hat on backwards, putting on film with somebody, in a, 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 whatever, in, in a shopping mall. I'll send you the picture, you can have it posted somewhere. You know, and, and, and what is, where did that come from? It came from that energy, that the Rebbe, it's Rebbe energy, it's Mashiach energy, where every single person who's able to do good for themselves and for others does it. And that's and that's that's really our response. We're getting, you know, if you go on, I don't know what, what this TikTok is. Thank God I've never been on it. But any any social media you're on, it's like it's shocking. It's ridiculous. And now there's a whole conspiracy theory. It's all the Chinese fault because they <laughs> own TikTok and whatever algorithms. Mice. I don't. I, it's too much in my head. I don't. It doesn't make a difference to me. But what's important is that there's a lot of trash flowing out into the world, and we need to focus on spreading more light and doing more Yiddishkeit. And that, that's just the bottom line of it. And the pe people we've had on the past few weeks, I mean, I think um, Natanel said it perfectly, every person standing up and being Jewish. You know, so I sit on campus, you know, sitting on campus is not the most exciting thing in the world. And sometimes, you know, you're not, there's not too much action. Baruch Hashem, there is. Kid walks by yesterday, puts on tefillin, and, you know, he's doing it for Israel. And... But, what I love most is him standing, putting on film, and watching people walk by. The Jews are here to do the Jew thing, so the Jews see the Jews doing it. The non-Jews see the Jews doing it. That's what we need to be out there doing it. And I and 
that, that's just my message. I'm going to keep on pumping that. And to Esther and, and her people there, we're, we're, we're thinking about you, we care about you, and we just hope that all this light and energy and positive energy will lift you guys up and, and will move us in a good direction. And yet, and to the soldiers, Hashem should give them success and it should happen as soon as possible, the victory should come. And, you know, what's going to happen afterwards? So that's the question of who's going to rule. No, no, no. What's going to happen afterwards? Are Jews still going to be cognizant that their Judaism is the main, the most important thing in their lives? It's the center of who they are. That's the real question about what's going on here. And um, we, have to, we have to keep that in mind because this is an attack on Jews and Judaism. And we have to be stronger and stronger and stronger. Amen. So with that, that'll do it for episode 29 of the Postcast. Rabbi Shmuel Posner, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week, probably same time and same place. I can actually start saying that again because we've been consistently on Wednesdays every week. So, uh, no, it's so scary. Like, you had a message at 1031. Where are you? Where are you? I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Well, that was more because our guest had showed up and you hadn't. And so I'm trying All to make right, small talk with someone who I've never met before. I need an adult in the room. I love <laughs> <laughs> Okay, with that. <laughs> See you next okay, week. Okay, guys, remember, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna post the... Um, we're going to post the, the link, and you'll do what you can, and Hashem will help that even from the good... Every little good we do will bring us the ultimate good. Amen.